like a hot summer day in the dead of winter. My dad used to say, if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. But I don't want to believe that with him. I want to believe I deserve the too good to be true. I want to believe it's true. Chapter 9, Emily in Nashville. Life with Ron felt easy. It felt fun. It felt freeing. For the first time in a relationship, I felt like the main character. I let myself just be me without the overthinking, the codependent attachment, the what if it doesn't work out. I lived in the experience of love with him every second. I let myself have this. Our first fight came one morning after sex. Our relationship was great, and it was doing things I've never done before. We took motorcycle rides through the city, something I would have never let myself do. We spent our evenings out dancing to country music and little honky-tonks, or cuddled on the couch while he cooked us dinner. We celebrated big milestones in his business and in mine with fancy dinners. But the sex felt more and more off. Because I was having so much fun in the other areas and exploring a completely new side of myself, I didn't pay much attention to it. Everything was so new to me. A new city, new adventures, new love, new friendships. I was thriving. At first, the sex was great. But remember, I was coming off months of celibacy and not having it. When I stopped to really think about our sexual chemistry, it felt like it was always about him, something I was so used to in relationships with men. I felt safe with him, but almost not safe enough to fully turn it on. I didn't feel safe enough to explore and fully be in my sex goddess energy. A part of me felt like I was going through the motions with him. I knew what he liked and I knew how to perform for him, but a very small and subtle piece of me felt neglected in sex. I wonder where this came from. The more I thought about it, the more I realized maybe there wasn't such a deep, intimate connection. I had shared a lot of my deepest thoughts and reflections with him, but did I really even know him? Sure, I knew pieces, but it felt like something was inside of him that he wasn't sharing with me. He had met my new friends I'd met in Nashville, and we even had plans to travel back to New York soon to meet my family. But I still had not met any of his friends, nor his family. Was this weird? Was something off? Our first fight happened one morning. It started off as he usually did, making me feel like a goddess. He woke up early to let Finley out while I slept for a while longer. He brought me freshly brewed coffee to bed. When I opened my eyes, he kissed me good morning, which of course led to the coffee getting cold as our bodies began doing the talking. It wasn't a sensual type of sex. Again, it felt almost dry, boring, and slightly demanding. The best way I could describe it was sex without emotion, sex without sensuality and intimacy. As soon as I recognized this while we were in the middle of having sex, I felt my body shut 
down. I wasn't sure if this was a trauma response to past experiences with my ex, but Ron recognized it. He felt me withdraw. Instead of holding me through it, he said the same words Jason used to say. Verbatim, I feel like you're just not sexy enough anymore. Those words massively triggered me. It took me back to an exact moment in times in years prior when Jason had forced himself on me when I didn't want it. He told me he was my boyfriend, so there was no such thing as rape. When I laid there stunned by what was happening, he stopped and told me I wasn't sexy enough. He put on his clothes, angry and volatile, slammed the door, and left. I turned ghost white in front of Ron at that moment. He knew his words affected me, but he had no idea why. Quietly, he said, I didn't mean anything by that. It just seems we don't have as much sexual chemistry. Tears filled my eyes, and before I knew it, I was crying. He put me on his chest and whispered, let it out. It felt like medicine being witnessed and held in my emotion instead of left. Later that day, he delivered a beautiful bouquet of flowers to my door with a card that had a blue butterfly on the front of it. Inside, he wrote, Butterflies is what I get when I see you. I love you. I felt seen and witnessed, but also I knew something felt off. I love Nashville, and I love the woman it's turning me into. I'd spent so much time living and trying to grow in a town that felt claustrophobic, and now living here has opened so much in me. I was ready to make this permanent. I was ready to expand out of the room I was renting and find my dream place. Earlier in the year, I would sit in bed late at night on apartments.com, searching for luxury lofts in Nashville. I dreamt of me making a big move like this, but didn't actually think I would. I was ready to live in luxury. We took Ron's motorcycle to a day filled with loft tours. I had been dreaming of this for months, so I knew exactly what I was looking for. I toured five places back to back. The first place we entered was by far the ritziest. I instantly fell in love. It was everything I wanted, a chic and modern vibe, floor to ceiling windows, Beautiful blacked out granite countertops and cabinets, a rain shower, a rooftop lounge, coffee bar, and a saltwater rooftop pool. A gym with floor to ceiling windows and beautiful views of the cityscape. The unit she took me to had beautiful city views as well. I could imagine myself living in this place. To me, it looked like a five star hotel. When she mentioned the price, my body felt overwhelmed. That's too much, I thought, and I instantly crossed it off my list. The second place I really liked didn't have all the amenities, but it was still beautiful. No city views, but it had floor-to-ceiling windows, a luxie gym, and a nice pool area. It was a good in-between, not as, as, as expensive, but it still gave off boutique hotel vibes. The third place was also nice, something much more down-to-earth. It wasn't the high-rise I imagined. It didn't have floor-to-ceiling windows, but it felt friendly. It was much more of an apartment, and I could see myself liking the energy in this space. It felt familiar. 
The other two we toured were instant no's, still in the heart of the city, but unrenovated and just not somewhere I would see my next level self living in. I didn't feel ready to make a commitment. Everything was still so new. This move felt like it happened so quickly, and I didn't have any furniture. I knew this would be a huge expense, and all I could feel was money fear. I decided to let the universe guide me, just like I had with the move down. The place I was meant to live in would come effortlessly. It would come to me. A couple days later, the woman from the first building, the luxury ritziest one, called me to follow up. She offered me one month free if I signed up by that night. I waited. I wanted something better. The next couple days went by and she followed up again. This time, I led. I told her I would commit to a year, not knowing really how I would afford this place, But if I could have eight weeks free, I would do it. She said she would get back to me. Still, I had no idea if I could actually commit to this price. I was terrified of making a commitment like this. It felt forbidden for a girl like me to live in a place like that. All of my old wounds around money were resurfacing hard. I decided to let it go. If it was meant for me, it would just effortlessly work, and like always, I would find a way. She called me back, she offered two months free rent, and before my mind could even compute it, my mouth was saying yes. I couldn't believe I was going to live in a place like this. A year prior, I had stayed in the Ritz-Carlton for the first time. I woke up early each day, had my morning coffee in bed, and then made my way to the hotel gym. I took my client calls by the pool, and I thought to myself, how cool would it be to live in a place like this? Someday, I will have this. And now, I would actually be living like this. It was my dream. It felt like the next version of me. And in that moment, I decided I would figure it out. Paying rent would be easy. I get to live like a queen. Shortly after, I was moving in. Hi, beautiful. Emily here. Right now, you're listening to the chapter where everything in my life began to shift for the best. It was the chapter where part of me felt like this was all too good to be true. I was entering a completely new paradigm of receiving, of luxury, of being in my power. Now things did start to crumble a bit, but because I was so in my power and so in my trust, I knew that my life was about to change for the best. I knew this was just a prove it moment. Little Miss Magnetic is the program where I guide you into money overflow, tapping into your boldness, and elevating into your new life in luxury. Think of this as the guide to become your richest, most overflowing self. We get to be magnetic to money, to love, and to all the things we desire in between. This is a six-module course that you will receive instant access to once you join. Or if you're someone like me who loves all of the upgrades, 
join the Magnetic Muse membership. You'll receive this bundle plus all 2022 and 2023 programs with new monthly programs that will help you elevate in confidence, overflow, and magnetism. We hope to see you in. Now let's get back to the story. I had a couch, a bed, and a dresser that I had purchased, but absolutely nothing else. I was starting over completely. I went to Home Goods and bought silverware and dishware. I bought a big flat screen TV and a wall mount. I purchased a coffee table and a rug on Amazon. My loft was still very empty, but it was mine. The night I moved in, I sat alone on my bed and watched the city lights twinkle. Just six weeks ago, I was doing this exact same thing in my old apartment as I was leaving it forever. But this time, I was in a high-rise luxury building overlooking the city. I was in a relationship and about to begin a whole new journey of expansion. Things change, and they change so quickly. Weeks went by, and although I was immensely enjoying my beautiful, luxurious space, I still felt like I couldn't ground. I was afraid to put anything on the walls. I was afraid to do anything permanent. It felt like any second I would have to pack up and leave. All the old money wounds and unworthiness wounds were hitting me so hard. So I kept the walls bare, and I kept delaying buying furniture. Ron and I were making moves together. We went back to New York to visit my family. The following weekend, we took a road trip to a car show he wanted to attend. And Halloween weekend, we spent at the Omni Grove Park Inn, one of my favorite hotels ever, in Asheville, North Carolina. It was the most romantic getaway I had ever been on. As we entered our room, we saw a couple getting married in the courtyard. He kissed my neck, and I watched the bride down the aisle and said, I can't wait to marry you someday, baby. My heart melted. We spent the long weekend hiking, going out to nice dinners, shopping, laughing, and having a lot of sex. I felt so grateful. I felt so cherished. I felt so adored. This was everything I had ever wanted. And then... It all fell. If someone wants to leave, hold the door wide fucking open. The heartbreak. One week after our magical trip to Asheville, we sat on my couch indulging in pizza and watching the twinkling city lights. I was wrapped up in his arms as he left little kisses on my neck. Again, he whispered in my ear, you're the love of my life. I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait either, I responded back. The next morning, we lay naked in bed together, watching the rain trickle down the large windows. We made love, which felt more and more routine, and it felt hard to connect to him emotionally in the bedroom. But I just chalked that up to needing more time. He brought me coffee to bed, kissed my forehead, and told me he would see me this afternoon as we had plans for a late lunch. Immediately, I felt the energy change. I had not felt this yet with him, but something definitely shifted. 
For the first time since we dated, I started feeling the rush of anxiety and insecurity fill my body. Being highly intuitive and empathic, I knew something was up. I let it go and went on with my day. But an hour before I was meant to be at his house, I texted him. Is everything okay? Something fell off when you left. He responded back, I just can't do this anymore. My heart sank into my stomach. I was stunned. I called him immediately trying to get something. All he said was, I don't know, Emily. I just changed my mind. I hung up the phone and spent every hour that night replaying everything in my head. All of the I love yous, the I want to marry yous, even from this morning. I replayed our trips together, the gifts. What the fuck changed? How did I not see this coming? For three days straight, the tears won't stop coming. I wonder how my body can even keep producing them. I have moments I feel good and powerful, ready to just move on. But then, out of nowhere, they come again. On my walks, on the elevator up to my floor, in the middle of a conversation with a stranger, even during my Pilates class. I keep thinking maybe he will call. He left without explanation. He left out of the blue. But as the days come and go, his name never once comes up on my phone. Maybe actions do speak louder than words. Breakups suck. But you know what sucks even more? Losing yourself in a relationship that isn't even meant for you. Date Like a Goddess is my bundle to elevate your dating or current relationship. You can take this course whether you're single or you're in a partnership because this course focuses on you, the woman behind it all. Have you ever heard that saying that you can't fully love someone until you fully love yourself? This is what this course is all about, how to deeply romance yourself, how to heal worthiness wounds and heal anxious attachment and to become your most magnetic self. I will leave the link here below in the show notes or join the membership and you'll get access to this course and all other courses. Thank you so much for listening to the Emily Diaries and we will see you in the next chapter.